0: On the throw to first base, and the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. We're where you want to be. Baseball with the Royals. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day, and now it's truly your teams every day as we shift back to five days a week across the Locked On Podcast Network. So rather than the three shows a week you have been getting during the sports hiatus, we're going to be on your podcast feeds Monday through Friday talking about Royals baseball. So go ahead and subscribe right now to Locked On Royals. I'm super excited to be moving back to five days a week because the season is starting and there's a lot a lot to cover. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to talk about Royals summer camp and how that's been going so far. Should the Kansas City Royals call up Brady Singer on game number one? And also how umpiring will work in this crazy 60 game season. If you enjoy the show, I really appreciate it. I appreciate all the feedback I've gotten from this show since we started we're going to have over 100 episodes before we play a single baseball game, which is something that I never expected to happen. But I appreciate the support and the numbers we're getting from this show, uh, even despite there being no baseball in the show's existence, which is over 100 episodes. Uh, so I appreciate all the kind words I've been getting from you know emails and, and Twitter DMs and things like that. If you want to join the Locked On Royals ESPN Fantasy Baseball League, it's totally free to join, absolutely free. All you have to do is either send me a DM, again, at Ryland styles, or if you don't have Twitter, go ahead and email me, uh, lockedonroyals@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Send me your email attached to your ESPN Fantasy account, and I'll send out those invites on Saturday. So the deadline for that will be Saturday. I'll send out the invites to whoever we have in there, and we'll have the draft on Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday night probably uh, that way it's there's more time for you guys to get involved in the draft uh, if I made it in the daytime some of you might be working so I'm going to try to get as many of you in there as possible probably like 6 or 7 central time uh, for that draft on Tuesday it's going to be really fun if you can beat me if anyone beats me if I do not finish number 1 you will win a prize some something i don't know what it's going to be yet but you will win something if you can beat me in the locked on rose fantasy baseball league i'll get i'll give you some uh, Insight, I'm not very good at fantasy baseball, so you're probably going to beat me. So why not go ahead and take a shot and, and try to win something fun from Locked On Royal? So let's get into the Royals summer camp and what's all been going on at Kaufman Stadium over the weekend. And today's episode is brought to you by RackAuto.com. Go to RackAuto.com for amazing selection or liability low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RackAuto.com. Tell them Locked On sent you. So let's start with, of course, the covid And the Royals, since we last spoke, have had three guys test positive uh, to bring their total to four positive tests. So Ryan O'Hearn and Brad Keller were the first two. Brad Keller was projected to be the opening day starter before he got COVID. And now that's kind of thrown a wrench in things. Ryan O'Hearn was battling for that first base job. Many of you... Uh, viewed him as the starting first baseman. I just so happened to put Ryan McBroom over there in my first um, predictions for for the lineup and for the team moving forward. Uh, But these guys might be ready for opening day, O'Hearn more so than Keller. I can't see a pathway. I can't see a scenario uh, for which uh, Brad Keller would be the opening day starter. I really can't. And that's not to knock his talent level, obviously. uh, But for a pitcher, it's a lot different. Okay, it's a lot different to overcome this layoff than a hitter. A hitter technically could be doing a lot of things. Now, I don't know Rhino O'Hearn's setup. I don't know his living situation. Uh, but you can have a tee at home. Uh, you can be doing soft toss at home. There, there's a lot of different things you can be doing at home as a hitter. Uh, for a pitcher... You can't really put that stress on your arm. You can't really simulate games, I don't think. You can't do a lot of stuff at home uh, to keep you in that groove. I think it'll just take him even longer to stretch out now because you take a step back here. We're already predicting these guys, these pitchers, to... Have, what, 10, 12 starts in a year? Uh, And we were already predicting the first two or three to be close to five and fly. You go five innings, you're done. No matter what's happening in the game, you're done. You need to stretch your arm out. That's what we were predicting before COVID happens with Brad Keller. Uh, So now you take him off a baseball field for a week for two weeks and it feels like he's going to have to restart that whole process, restart that whole throwing program uh, and restart that stretching out process. So for me, I think that this moves your opening day starter to Danny Duffy. Um, and we were looking at a short rotation. Okay. And that's why, uh, that's why Brady Singer becomes a huge deal. And we're going to talk about that soon, uh, but we'll see what happens. I think Duffy's your guy on Friday, the uh, July 24th against the Indians. I think Duffy's taking the mound, uh, but we'll see how quickly Brad Keller can get back and rejoin the team uh, and also stretch out and become uh, a starter in this league because he does have the talent level to be a starter obviously that's not that's not questioning you know no one's questioning that uh, but just the stretching out of the arm is going to be so important for O'Hearn, like i said uh, as a hitter he got this pretty early on i mean early last week like wednesday or so after i recorded Wednesday's episode you know he he could be back you know, in no time. He can be back, like, on Friday uh, or over the weekend. And from there, you know, he, he's a hitter. So, like I said, he's going to, he's going to have uh, more opportunities at home to stay in shape and to stay uh, with his timing the best he can. And hitters are always going to be behind pitchers. And the only real way to get hitters, you know, uh, on time is to play in baseball games, <laughs> is to see MLB pitching. So there's no real concern with him uh, about holding him out. Because, look, if you... If you put Brad Keller in the game and he can only go two, three innings before he's done, uh, that really taxes your bullpen. And with a 30-man roster, as you will have for the first two weeks, maybe that won't be such a bad thing. Maybe it won't be such a terrible thing at all. Uh, but you probably don't want to put yourself in that position opening day to, to have a pitcher that might only last two or three innings. Uh, and again, for O'Hearn, you would already expect hitters to be behind pitchers, and he has a lot more opportunity to stay, uh, you know, to stay ready at home. But one of the interesting positive tests, and you obviously never wish a positive test on anyone, is Cam Gallagher uh, for multiple reasons. But Cam Gallagher tested positive for COVID after he hit a home run in the scrimmage that night. So here's the situation, and here's why baseball is at an interesting intersection. It's not just baseball. I I know that people right now are piling on to baseball. I really do. But it's any sport, especially sports that might try to have uh, have a season without having a bubble. So here's what happened. Cam Gallagher, the Royals' backup catcher, was tested, obviously, on I think it was Thursday morning. He goes and plays in a game Thursday night. He feels good. Uh, they don't get the test results back until Friday. And remember, they're being tested every day. So to this point, he has no positive test. Uh, and, and Friday morning, after the Thursday night game, he tests positive for COVID. And he had a home run in that game. He was playing in that game. Uh, I think he played the entire uh, intersquad game. Uh, I don't think he even got pulled at all. Uh, and and to, to our knowledge so far, it has not spread throughout the team. So that's a tribute to the protocols in place, the social distancing put in place in baseball uh, to limit the spread. Uh, but the problem is until we have tests that are an instant turnaround, that will give you the details, that will give you the information right then then we're always going to see this happen. We're going to see this happen in real baseball games. We have to prepare for that. We can't freak out when this happens in you know game two of 60, whenever it counts. This is going to happen because the tests are not a quick turnaround. It's not going to be uh, instantly like some tests are. And that's the danger. For any sport, for anyone, that's the danger. You can have it. Feel great, feel good enough to hit a home run and to play very well in that inner squad game. Cam Gallagher did, and he didn't know he had it, and he was surprised when he had it. He he put he says much in his statement. He was very surprised. That was the word he kept using was surprised. And until we have a test that's a you know a one hour turnaround, we're gonna see this happen over and over and over again. I guarantee you this year, almost every positive COVID test will come from a player who played the night before. They felt great. They played the night before, uh, and, and it just so happened that, that that morning they got tested, and then they, the next day they found out that test was positive. So if that's going to scare some, someone off or scare the league off or, or, or create this scrutiny, then let's shut it down right now because that's going to happen. Exactly what happened to Cam Gallagher. And that's not the Royals' fault. That's not Cam Gallagher's fault. That's not even MLB's fault or the testing site's fault. The Royals are not one of these teams that, that have had issues getting the tests back. They've gotten their tests back. The problem in is these tests are not equipped to return to you in a timely manner. We, we, I guess we don't have the technology for that yet. I don't know why, uh, but that's the bottom line. So I understand why that caught people off guard and, and why um, it might it might scare some people. Uh, but that's why baseball's put in these protocols that seem silly on the surface, uh, that seem overdone on the surface. But look, we're seeing it works. Now, it hasn't been enough time yet to truly have an outbreak from this, I don't think. Uh, you know, there, There's a lot of rumors going on about how quickly it takes for you to test positive after you've been exposed to it. But so far, so good for Kansas City. Cam Gallagher, who played in that game with COVID, we have not seen a positive test since then. So far, so good for Kansas City. And that's a catcher who touches the baseball all the time. And I know that they're limiting that as well. Uh, But still, so far, so good. And we can't bury our our head in the sand with that phrase. Uh, But that's the bottom line, is that this is going to happen constantly this year. If there's going to be a positive test in baseball, which there will be, we're seeing it, it's more than likely going to come from somebody who played in the game the day before. Or who sat on the bench the day before. That's just how long these tests take to get back to you. And, again, you've got to make up your own mind and your own decision about what you feel about that. And that's why players opting out should not feel any uh, any scrutiny. Uh, you should not judge them as a fan. We shouldn't judge them as, judge them as media. And their teammates and, and their organization shouldn't judge them. Because... What I just said about Cam Gallagher playing in a game with COVID will hit a lot of you in a different way. Some of you are on one side, the rest of you are on another side about this whole COVID thing. And what it comes down to is every individual making the decision for himself or herself about COVID, about how you feel, about what you're going to take, your uh, protocols going in in your own life. But on a baseball field, every player has to decide if it's worth it. Is it worth it to run the risk that you're going to be with Cam Gallagher who has COVID and playing games with him on the same field on the same day? On the same bus ride, on the same plane flight, on everything? Is it worth it? For guys like Buster Posey, it's not. And then for everyone playing, it is. So, so we'll see how this all falls. But that's the bottom line. We will see this happen again. And so far, the protocols have worked. So far, Cam Gallagher did not spread it to the whole team. He didn't even spread it to his own catchers, to his own pitchers. No one, again, since Cam Gallagher, no one has tested positive. And we're not quite at that 14-day mark yet since that happened, obviously. Uh, but so far, everything's on the up and up. So the Royals have four total COVID tests positive. Of course, they have Salvi, Gallagher, O'Hearn, and Keller. They have zero catchers on the active roster. We'll talk about what that means after the break and wrap up. Uh, some Rails training camp updates. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at rockauto.com because rockauto.com has been serving you auto parts online. For 20 years, that's right, 20 years ago, you probably had dial-up internet, you probably couldn't even send an email correctly, but you could have been buying all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. With hundreds of makes and models and manufacturers, you can get whatever you need at rockauto.com. They have a very easy-to-navigate website that will even show you what fits in your car and what does not. That way you're not spending your money on things that aren't compatible with your vehicle. It's very important to take care of your car and keep the maintenance up on your car, Uh, that way you don't have bigger tr- troubles in the uh, future. And it's pointless to go to a chain auto part store because what they're going to do is they're going to order a part online. And when you come back to pick that part up, they're going to upcharge you 50 third, even 100% more on the upcharge RockAuto.com skips the upcharge. It's the same price for everybody. It's the lowest price you're going to get. It's an amazing amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com, right? Locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box, and they'll take care of you from there. So, the catching situation is going to be very interesting moving forward for Kansas City. Now, Salvador Perez did get this very, very early on. July 4th, I believe, was the day that we got the news about Salvi. So, he should be nearing a return within the next week or probably before opening day. Uh, so that'd be one active catcher. Uh, and then they, they've had a lot of young guys in camp. MJ Melendez has broken out this camp. He's been awesome in these inter-squad games. He's going to be a guy that's probably going to be active if, if Gallagher's not ready, if, if Perez isn't ready. Uh, the problem with that is you, you've still got to even though there's 30-man rosters for the first two weeks, you still have to fall under the 40-man roster, and he's not on it. So you're going to have to create a 40-man roster spot for him to get added to that 40-man roster. Uh, so that's a hurdle that they're going to have to clear. But look, they have no active catchers. They're going to have to do it. And he's been awesome. He deserves a spot if these guys are not ready, which it seems like Perez might. We're not sure about Gallagher right now. And now Hunter Dozier, all-star, was hit in the the hand by Brady Singer, but is okay. In fact, he took batting practice the next day and has played in air squad games since then. Uh, but it was worth noting that Dozier was hitting the hand. If you have not heard the update from him, uh, he's fine. He's going to be ready opening day. Uh, same with Nick Heath, who had some cramps on the same day as Dozier. I believe that was Wednesday night or Thursday night. Uh, he's fine too. They're both ready to go. I'm not sure how, how much run Nick Heath will get in, you know, the active season in the regular season, I should say. Uh, but Hey, they're still, uh, Chugging along here in summer camp. A uh, last summer camp story here, and that's Alex Gordon. Uh, he says that he's willing to stay around in Kansas City for as long as they'll have him. Uh, and this is important because a lot of you have asked me, "Hey, what's going to happen with Gordon now?" I've had a whole podcast about this uh, about Gordon. We expected, we anticipated in January that this was going to be a send-off season, that this was going to be a farewell season. Uh, and while he wouldn't get a, he wouldn't get a send-off around baseball, like every ballpark we visit, he's not going to um, you know, have a standing ovation and a, and a present like Derek Jeter got. Uh, but around the Central and in Kansas City, uh, he would certainly get that, I believe. Uh, and now with no fans, it would feel kind of empty uh, for a guy like Gordon, who many of you expect, and I expect to have his number retired in Kansas City. I expect there to be a statue uh, out in right field uh, of him. It would be. It would feel very empty, if he retired after the 60-game season uh, with no fans, so it sounds like he knows that. It sounds like he's going to stick around and at least give it one more ride. That way, he can ride off in the sunset uh, with fans. Hopefully, next year if we can get this COVID taken care of. Uh, but that was an interesting update from him. And it could be, it could be you know player speak. It could just be uh, you know him just going out and saying the right thing. But I, I believe him that that he's. Interested in coming back, especially if Kansas City will want to have him back. And I think that the organization would. Um, in a normal season, if this was 162 with fans, uh, I think that both parties, both Kansas City and Gordo, uh, would look at this as the end. But again, it would just feel empty to lose Alex Gordon with no fans, no send off, no final hurrah. It would truly feel empty. If that's how this all ended. So I don't think it will end this way. I think that opening day next year, you'll see number four run out there to left field. Uh, and we'll sit, we'll spend a whole season saying goodbye to a legend and a guy that helped win Kansas city world series. So I'm actually going to save the Brady singer conversation for tomorrow because we are running out of time here. Um, I think it's worth basically its own episode because Brady Singer is so interesting to all of you and to myself included, but that's going to be the A block tomorrow. So opening up the show tomorrow with Brady Singer and uh, my thoughts on if he should be on the team on opening day. But I did want to touch on this regional umpires real quick. So we all know this season will be regionalized. The, the Royals are only going to play teams in the central, uh, both for the AL and the NL. Uh, the, the teams in the Eastern, Eastern leagues are only going to play each other west. Same thing. The umpires, though, will also be regionalized. Last that I read, um, this is a big deal. So basically each crew, you know, there will be a handful of crews assigned to a specific region. So, you know, these five crews or whatever are going to go to the central these five or six or whatever are going to go to the east, and then these five or six are going to go to the west. And, and then they're just going to keep rotating throughout those games, uh, but not throughout the region. And that's, of course, to limit the spread of coronavirus, uh, to limit the travel, and it makes sense while they're doing this. It really does. And, and, and I think that it's a smart decision. And it's something that easily could have been overlooked, uh, but baseball is being proactive about it. It is a big deal, though. It's a very big deal. You see in a 162-game season – Um, relationships, good and bad, get built with umpires. Uh, And in a 60-game season, when these games matter literally mathematically twice as much, uh, each game twice as much, in a season in which the Royals went from let's not lose 100 games to wait a second, we can truly compete. And a lot of teams are like that. This is a big deal. If you get the same umpire, two or three series in a row, and he keeps making bad calls on Solaire, punching him out at, at balls below the knee, that's going to create some sour feelings. That's going to create some animosity. Uh, and then it goes both ways where the umpire will, will feel shown up. So he'll continue to, to do Royals games and continue uh, to make bad calls. The player will continue to bark at him and it'll just be a sour relationship and it's it's Again, it's smart that baseball's doing this, but I'm interested in how it goes between the players and the umpires because that is a very, very tough dynamic in a normal season. It'll be heightened in a 60-game season. But I did want to end the show with some housekeeping. Again, let me just say the show is daily once again. So from now on, you will have a Lockdown rose in your podcast feed Monday through Friday. And we will reach over 100 episodes of Locked On Royals before a baseball game has been played during this podcast existence. A regular season baseball game, that is. We obviously had some spring training games. But I thank you all for listening. I really do. Um, The support for a a small market baseball team without baseball being played has been through the roof. And and it's just a tribute uh, to Kansas City and to the fan base of Kansas city that makes this such a great sports city uh, and a great organization, a great fan base. So I appreciate all the listeners there. And again, if you want to play fantasy baseball, it's still open. Go ahead and join Locked On Royals Fantasy Baseball League on ESPN by DMing me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles or emailing the show Royals at gmail.com. Uh, and on tomorrow's show, we're of course going to talk about Brady Singer uh, with the opening day aspect? What's the best case scenario for Kansas City? And the Royals also just released their scrimmage schedule. So we'll talk all about that on tomorrow's show. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Royals.